We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Thursday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, here with you this morning. Two days away from Ole Miss and Kentucky, 11 a.m. Saturday Vault Hemingway Stadium for that. I yes. couldn't find my coffee cup, so I went and got a new one. Uh-huh. Would you like to know where the other one was? Sitting directly in front of your Literally face. directly in front of my face. If I were the uh, o- You would have knocked it over had you used your left hand to do anything in front of you. If I were the offensive tackle on the left side, the defensive end is lined up just just off by half a body. Now you know why nose guards jump off sides occasionally, even though the ball is directly in front of them. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's so you crazy. went and got another one. Yeah, now I have two coffee cups, but I couldn't Are you find. Struggling a little. It's not like you have a day today. I mean, you're we're good. We're, we're you're done for the day in like forty five so, minutes. So. so my work week starts on Sunday morning, and I look at it as it goes through the game on Saturday. And so by the time I get to Thursday, I'm just kind of on adrenaline. Friday, I'm just shot. And so yeah, I'm, I'm maybe I don't have enough of the adrenaline right now. I don't know. Uh, maybe you actually need the coffee that's in the cup. Well, I definitely do. I, okay. I was going to get a second cup, and I couldn't find the first cup. And so I went to just get another cup. I figured I'd okay. left it somewhere, and I'd find it. And sure, I had indeed left it right in front yeah. of me. Uh, I'm completely fine with the video last night. Yeah, I was not offended by the uh, the they. To, to their credit, it was it was pretty good production to 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 set the scene because look, they were in deep crap at that point. That we said that on this here Potato Lock podcast. So no, all good. Uh, no issues there. I gave them. I, I did not know they were using that clip, but I had given them permission to take whatever they would like from the uh, from the podcast. So. That's a good troll move on their part to was, ask for permission to troll you. <laughs> I I didn't know it. I, I I had not been back on the internet, and I got a couple texts going. Hey, did you? And I was like, What are y'all talking about? I was like, Oh, okay. Touche. Mike being in the car was a good touch too. It was it was it was well done. Um, you don't think Mike listens daily? Maybe. I mean, I have no idea. It's possible. Someone heard it. I've definitely heard it, and, and not just heard it, but at the time, just jotted it down and went, "You know what? Might be a might be a thing." All right, we got to get to Jeffrey Wright here uh, here soon. 
on the show. Quick for that, we'll tell you about the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Coming into town this weekend, stop in, make as many purchases as you would like, because every time you make a purchase, you're eligible to sign up to potentially win an official Ole Miss game day football jersey. They're giving seven of those away each season, including one this week after <clears throat> Kentucky. So, again, go in, any purchase, any amount, sign up, eligible to win an official Ole Miss game day jersey. While you're in there, you can take advantage of the lunch specials. Any size fountain drink, bread, and more from the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford. is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. He'll get your quote. Rest completely up to you. Clark Ford has great service, great people, great products. The whole deal. You'll be thrilled with Clark Ford. Ask me how I know. 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright will join in a moment on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters presents Barstool Sports. Sleep when you're dead with Brianna Chicken Fry. The party starts at 8 p.m. Friday with Rafters' own DJ Drum. And it turns all the way up with DJ Vinny Vibe. He's one of the most charismatic and talented DJ producers in the U.S., Best known for his dance, pop, anthem, Seven Seas, Dirty Little Secret, Remax. When he's not performing, Vinny showcases his skills with his weekly radio show, Good Vibes Radio, on Sirius XM's Pitbull's Globalization Channel 13. He's also syndicated on various stations throughout the whole wide world, featuring mixes from some of the world's biggest names in EDM. Chance's buddy, Brianna Chicken Fry, will be there doing her thing, too. The VIP tickets have been sold, but I got good news. Kara Parham was asking, hey, can you get me some general admission tickets? I said, I can. So join Kara and Chase and everybody else at Rafters. Tickets will be available at the doors. A pop-up show with merch from 4 to 6. Join them for the biggest party in Oxford, the Barstool Sports Sleep When You're Dead Tour. That was well done. Thanks. Found your energy <laughs> right there. The adrenaline kicked One in. One sip of coffee. We talked about chicken fry, and you know what? Thought it, it, of it, Brianna it, chicken fry, and man, I'm ready in. to roll. Lots of content up on the site, by the way. Uh, Chase has a, a pretty detailed uh, dive statistically into Will Levis, and um, I've got a recruiting war room that's up as well. I'm expecting Ole Miss to get a pretty significant football commitment today. Um, Hell, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff up. I, I can't keep up with it all. There's stuff. If we haven't satisfied your uh, your needs, if, if if this wasn't worth your eight sixty four this week, I he's, I'm, he's I'm not out. all he can do. I'm out. I, I that, that's that's all I can do. Okay. All right. Let me get to Jeffrey here. Um, On the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Yeah. <laughs> we have a graphic of Brandon Chicken Fry. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I can work on it, but but I don't. There's merch. There's merch. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you a big Brianna Chicken Fry fan? Uh, Plan Brie or whatever. Do uh, I-, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I'm I'm kind of agnostic towards her. Okay. Well, she's gonna be in Oxford at the big party. Uh, there's a big party this weekend. Yeah. Were you not listening? 
mean, listening to what? Oh, to the beginning of the show. I figured it's the no, it's no, the, I, I, no. I just sit here like a good boy and just wait until I'm called. I'm just the, in the panel right. It's the barstool sports sleep when you're dead tour with Brianna Chicken Fry. Oh yeah, that's her like tagline. Is sleep when you're dead. Sleep when okay. you're dead. Yeah, the party. She is. I will give her this. She is a merchandising like fiend. That that girl can can sling the merch. <laughs> How you been? Well, you know, Neil, I just want everyone out there to know that the first half of pickums and picks for me has been great. But really the last two weeks, what we would call the second half, it's because everyone out there hasn't been supporting me. And I've really felt it. And it's been really flat out there, and I feel like everyone's rooting for Chase or everyone's rooting for Rippy. Everyone to hell might even be rooting rooting for you, Neil. But like, I don't feel the support. Have I picked like seventy percent of the games wrong the last two weeks? Sure. <laughs> With that being said, it's all your fault. Hey, hey I'll take the blame. Um, I get. I, I'll be happy to take. More, I'm really more speaking blame. more to the audience, the yeah. live stream. I'd like to think it's their fault too. Are you at least? Changing picks and doing better in real life? Mm, uh, I am, like, treading water in real life. Like, last week, even though I lost the game of the year, I got – right when right when Wake went up, I want to say maybe seven, Clemson got to, like, plus 165 live. Mm-hmm. The best part of that whole game was – I like looked at Leah in the third or fourth quarter and I told her, I go, I know how this game's going to turn out. This thing is going to go to overtime. It's going to come down to a two point conversion of whether or not I cover. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I've I'm lost. not going to lie. Arkansas killed me last week. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that one hurt. Um, I've lost I didn't so touch many that Tennessee game because I was scared of exactly what happened. The back door like cover. When you're laying two touchdowns or whatever, 11 and a half or whatever. Like the back door is always open, and it did take one of the sweetest onside kicks I've ever seen, or maybe one of the sweetest recoveries of an onside kick that I've ever seen. But you know, we've only had made we've only had to make one payment to the bookie this year. I, I'd consider that a win. There have been so many for me, so close. Like I don't mind if I take Utah plus the twelve or whatever, and it's a blowout, and I just missed by thirty points. I'm like, ah, that was no like. How about this one last week? I had App State, and they're up twenty-eight to three. And not only do they not cover, they lose outright. That's a good point. Oh, the ones that kill you are like the the Tennessee game where you lay the points and you feel great about it because they're going to win by two scores, and then the onside kick happens and they, the, the the backdoor cover. The Arkansas deal. I had my pick was twenty-four twenty-three Arkansas. He makes the kick. It's twenty-four twenty-three. I feel great about it. But as soon as the snap was bad on second and five from the 15, I'm like, I oh, screw it. They're, they're not going to win. They're, well, and the reality is, like, that was a scratching and clawing. The reality is you knew exactly how that game was going to go when it's first and goal and KJ tries to leap from the six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That game, there's so much in that game. In your, what you wrote in, uh, in picks this morning, I agree with completely. And I kind of wrote this in the caption. I don't know that I've ever seen a coach, through his body language, have a look of, oh, shit, I'm going to have a hard time getting these guys back. 
One thing I one thing that I do respect about Pittman is that he does seem to know his team, mm-hmm. like whatever the situation is. Yeah. And you could tell he knew he knew on the side, like he knew what his sideline was dealing with because that was just such a. I mean, honestly, Neil, I know I texted you this, but like they could have taken a knee three times and kicked a field goal, and I think they win the game. You know, the play in that game, and I think it's going to cost them their season. I really do. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. Um, obviously, I know some people up there. I know some girls who work in the football office, um, you know, with, with recruiting and stuff because sure. they, they, they're friends with Campbell. And, um, he does know his team really, really well. I mean, there are a lot of coaches who kind of have an aloof style with their players. Uh, he's not that guy. He has very personal relationships with just about every player on his team. He knew those kids. He knew how invested they were in that game. That is such a big, big rivalry game that you don't know anything about until like you sort of I, – I had no idea before the girls started going to school up there that that was such a big deal. Like my kids don't give a sh- about football, and they really didn't go party after the game. They were so. I don't know, maybe Chase might agree with this. I know it's not exactly the same because it wasn't a play, but Eli's sophomore year, when they played Arkansas and lost the seven overtime game, yeah, I felt like that seven overtime game like cost them the next month of the season. It did. Like, they I, were playing really right. good football up until yeah. that point, and then that game was just such a gut punch that it just kind of, like, impacted the rest of the season. You know, it's funny. Well, they lost two more in a row after that. They lost to Georgia and State. And if you remember, they had played so well the week before at LSU. I remember yes. that game because I'd covered Auburn-Arkansas in Fayetteville. That was 2001. Yeah, they were 6-1 and one playing Arkansas that night. Yeah, and that game was just such a gut punch that I don't think they ever recovered. Frankly, they played like hell, even though they beat Vanderbilt in that 9-11 delayed yeah, game at the end play, of the year. They, had, they were down, like, they were down like twenty four yeah. to three or something. Like they were down. Like they had to furiously storm back in the second half. I remember that game too because I was covering Auburn at LSU in the makeup game. Well, and then that was the year that even though they beat Alabama, they Alabama went seven got and four and Noble five and and one of Jeff's all time great lines is say what you want about Roy Kramer, but at least he did have a policy. Hell, screw the Mississippi schools. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> Lots. But I just I mean, like I, I, I think I think that that second down snap got them so out of whack. Because they were driving yep. like Jimbo was gonna have to start thinking about using his timeouts. Jimbo was about a play or two away from having to think about letting them score so that he would get the ball back. Yeah. It's second because they're they are marching on that drive. Because I was watching that, watching the clock, and Pittman starting to slow down, and I was going, hey. You you you're doing this one way. Just keep doing it. Like you're running that tempo, and you've got them freaked out, and they can't keep up, and they're tired, and you're letting them rest for 35 seconds between plays, and you don't need to. Like I would have, if I had been them. I know this is 2020, but hindsight that is, I, I would have, I would have gone ahead and and run my tempo and scored and trusted that my defense could get one stop. Or just trust that A&M can't go the length of the field. Yeah, because they would have had to score a touchdown, not a and field two, goal. And probably a two-point conversion. Yeah, because when you're setting – when you're settling, and, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They would have, yeah, they would have scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah they just had to score a touchdown. Too. But, you know, I mean, Aeneas Williams was out. Could bless him. Um, never cheer for 
Is that his name? The the wide receiver. I I don't, I don't know if it's Anias or Aeneas, but yes. Yeah, he's out for the year. He was. I mean, the, that was t- watching him and his dad. That was that was tough. Oh yeah, man. That's that's the stuff about this. Like everybody gets so emotional, and you love a team, hate a team, whatever, whatever, and then you see kids. You see kids on the sideline who busted their asses, and here it is in September, and their season's over, and they just need a parent to come down, and you realize, man, they're kids. Yeah, I mean, they're kids. So that, that was a tough scene to watch. Yeah, it was. That was tough. I mean, that was a day full of tough. Like you felt so sick for the kid from Missouri. Gabe sent me this picture of of um, um, the the number eight. I can't think of his name. The kid who fumbled. The, the kid that fumbled. And he's. Uh, we've all covered games at Auburn. The visitor locker room is kind of underneath the stadium and there's this it feels like you're literally in a cage yeah and he's outside of the cage like down 30 feet maybe and and the ad is with him another player is with him another assistant coach is with him and the kid is just distraught just distraught it's 15 20 minutes after the game and you're like oh man bless his heart because you just don't want to see kids lose like that and then you see the you saw ricky stromberg the arkansas center just just heaving tears yeah. with a minute to go and the kicker that missed and all that stuff. And you're just like, man, people forget these are kids. And the other thing, oh, the other thing about that kick, I kept wondering this NFL goalposts are, are longer or taller. I don't know how you would, how, we, how you would define that, but they're, they're higher up. Yeah. They're 35 feet. Yeah. I kept wondering like, is that good on college goalposts? You know what it would have been? We would be still talking about it because this is a ridiculous, a crazy decision. Yeah, because it's not reviewable. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not reviewable. And if it's, it goes directly over, it's no good, right? It has to go inside. Yeah, it's yeah. But the problem well, with this, the problem, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's. Oh, well, I mean, look, yeah, it's a complete judgment call. So, but the but problem is the ball wouldn't have gone directly over because it was an coming an at an angle. So yeah, you would have I had think to it would determine. Been, I think it would have stayed inside. I think he would have gotten it called good. I think yeah. it would have looked good. I think A&M would have lost its mind because, because it would have the mechanics bad. of that are you stand underneath the goalpost and you look directly up. Right. And when it was coming on that angle, I think it would look like it stayed inside mm-hmm. because it was coming from left to right. But it would have gone over. I mean, hey, yeah. it was it guys, he kicks it half a foot higher. Yeah. And it goes over the NFL goalpost. And I don't know. I mean, I think they call it good. And we're still debating it. But it's so funny how one, like, so I think we all agree here, three inches. Sure. I mean, at most half of a football, right? Yeah. Dictate two seasons. So because I, guess, I, guess, I guess six inches is, is, the, is probably like the, the conservative estimate. Yeah. So that, whatever you know, number you want to go with, that is the difference in the way we're judging. Like Instead of us spending this week kind of having fun with Texas A&M, we're kind of letting them off the hook. I didn't, I didn't think they looked good. No, but, like, they looked exactly like I expected them to look. Like, that game did kind of go exactly how I thought it would. Like, it would be kind of that, you know, neither, neither team was going to route the other, and Arkansas got the explosive plays early, and then – you know, A and M gets that one drive, and then the 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 fourteen point swing. I mean, that's that's the ball game. Kendall Bryles had his Hugh Freeze moment, where like right now, I would I went from thinking, hey, this is a guy that you know he's probably a guy to keep on the radar, to me going, I'd never hire him. Maybe he'll learn from it and never do it again. But their third possession was so Hugh Freeze. 
Like, yeah, it was a lot of I'm going to point to exactly what I did to to call plays. I mean, I've always just thought I would and and you you guys would know better, but I would personally rather hire Levy than than Kendall in general. Yeah. But I mean, it's someone's going to, you know, Kendall Kendall's going to get hired he at some is. point. You got to think he learns from that though. He needs to because that's that that was literally the same thing as like, "Hey, we're driving. Let's put Liggins in at quarterback." Yes. Can or you imagine if Jeremy Liggins put, all, fumbles the ball respect, right he's, there? He's a good dude, but let's put Ryan in at quarterback just to, to get it on film. Yeah, just to get it on film. Let's put Kim Dietschy at, at running back yeah. for the hell of it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, no. And when you do stuff like that, it just, the message, I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, you send a message to, into the locker room that, hey, we're more concerned about gimmicks and us than we are you. Yeah, and just running, <laughs> continuing to run our offense. All right, let's talk about Ole Miss and Kentucky. A couple of uh, literally, we're about fifty-one hours away as, as we as we record I this. Um, I know. Look at my math, ULM baby. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I if you have a strong feeling one way or the other in this game, I'd, I'd like to pick your brain because I'd like to know why. Because yeah. to me. While Ole Miss, like, didn't look good in the second half last week, I mean, they did put up 35 in the first half. Mm-hmm. So, and this team has been able to run the ball pretty much at will on just about anyone. And while Kentucky's got a good defensive front, it's certainly not like you can't score on them. I mean, we've seen teams move the ball on them. And then on the other end of the spectrum was last week in the second half, the result of, a quarterback entering the game and you weren't really prepared for it and they they kind of changed their offensive approach and so you weren't prepared for it and you looked a little gettable? Or was that showing, hey, Ole Miss runs a defense with a light box. They try to take away explosive pass plays. Like That's what they try to do. And, you know, now now with Rodriguez coming back, Kentucky's going to be able to to line up and run the ball right at Ole Miss. I, I don't know one way or the other. I mean, I do think the one thing I feel – fairly confident in is that Kentucky's going to at least at times force Ole Miss to try to beat them with the pass and Jackson Dart at times has shown throughout his career the ability to make some really big throws but he's going to have to do it on Saturday and then I know everyone's super high on Levis but I'm just not there yet man he's still like he's still inaccurate for me and uh, you know, I, I think if Ole Miss's secondary is is in position, I think they're going to have some opportunities on, on Saturday. So this is the classic. You look at the line and you're like, man, I think they want you to take Kentucky, and so I'm taking Ole Miss. I think that too, and I fell for the trap. Uh, I just – I don't – see, I was there, obviously. The second half of that game Saturday, Ole Miss led 35-17, and it was over. You knew the game was over. It was 916 degrees, I think was the uh, the estimate. And when they, That checks out. And when they came out after the half, I mean, look, not to get into the whole attendance thing, because I'm never going to be the guy that tells people what they should do with their money or what they should do with their time. Do what you want. I don't care. Um, but it, it, it was dead. It was dead. And they came out, and, and, and it was just kind of whatever. And give – Tulsa, a ton of credit. They kept playing. The, the The young quarterback made some plays with his feet. He was kind of slippery. He was a big, athletic kid. 
Um, Ole Miss had a couple of – there was a, a bad penalty that I think Kiffin was furious with the call on Mingo that killed a drive, stopped a fourth down conversion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Judkins had a fumble where whether Quinshawn fumbled it or whether the kid for Tulsa just made a good play or some combination thereof, but he fumbled it like the two-yard line. That would have – give him seven there and we're not doing some of this. I, I don't know. And, 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 look, the kids knew they were playing Kentucky in a week in the same way that the Kentucky kids knew they were playing Ole Miss in a week. And so did they take Northern Illinois seriously? Of course not because they're people. And I'm sure that Stoops and them yelled at them all week, hey, Northern Illinois can beat you. And every one of them thought, no, they can't. And now this week, when they say Ole Miss can beat you, they go, we know. And in, in Oxford, when they go, this team can beat you, they go, we know. And so I anticipate a completely different type of game with a lot. I, I think Vaught Hemingway is going to be electric, and it's going to be all that. And Kentucky's already played one at, at Florida, and they, they answered the bell there, and they're going to try to answer the bell. I think it's going to be a really good game, and that's where the line comes in. And I'm like, I know that what Vegas is trying to get me to do. I've just seen so many of these SEC games, and I just see a close game. But I could be completely wrong. Podcast is also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Six different flavors right there shipped to your door from Prime Shrimp, including their most recent flavor, the lemon cracked pepper, the signature seasoning, their spicy option. It's Louisiana Shrimp Bowl and much more. They've got versatile options. They have meals in a bag, and they have Simply Shrimp that allows you to do it and spice it however you desire. Maybe great for kids, somebody with a little more discerning palate. That's primeshrimp.com. Less, less than 10 minutes, freezer to plate. Use code MPW. $20 off your first order, promshrimp.com slash MPW for the code for that. Again, promshrimp.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M, also available in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs, and it's easy to transfer your medications. One call. They will take care of the rest. G and M 662-236-2222. Exciting new things from Johnston Hill Creamery. Now you can order online. You want that charcuterie board. You want some tailgating options to feed a lot of people at your tent in the Grove. You can call the number. It's 662-419-9201. Or you can stop in to see all their fresh homemade cheeses just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. But now you can do it online as well. Go to johnstonhillcreamery.com. Click shop, see plenty of different options there to get your catering, to get your uh, your seasonal items, whatever it is from Johnson Hill Creamery. Online sales now available, johnstonhillcreamery.com. And then last but not least, NE Spark. Been talking about it all week compared to um, some other options. NESpark.com service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NE Spark. Dot com 662-238-3159 phone service pro controls network security and much more so to get the best internet in Lafayette County that's 662-238-3159 I just think Olmus's offense is better than Kentucky's offense because even if you talk like think about that Florida game you know 14 of the points basically came off defensive scores and I just I think if I think Ole Miss has got a better chance of getting this thing into the 30s than Kentucky does, and again, maybe we can find out on Saturday that that Ole Miss wasn't able to stop the run, and 
that opened up everything. And Kentucky walks away with a win. But from what I've seen thus far, I like Ole Miss better. I think Ole Miss is banged up. Like, I just – these injuries are what I keep coming back to. And if Corey Coleman's out and if Evans can't play – and, again, I don't know. But if so, they're just limited in some ways. I have no idea. They might be great. But (laughs) they're limited in ways that really does give Kentucky a chance to open up that run game and give Levis some opportunities. I mean, it just is. That's what – when I'm looking at it, I go, hmm, if they're not healthy, Kentucky could get into the high 20s, and that could make this thing complicated. Because Levis wants to get into play action. That's that's what they want to do. They want to run the football, get your safeties starting to cheat up a little bit, run play action, run underneath routes, run over the linebacker routes, run into holes in your coverage. That's what they like to do. And then after a minute, they'll take a deep shot. And they haven't been able to do that because they can't run the football. Yeah, they haven't been able to run the football. And then they get into third and long and that right tackle. I mean, they only have three rushing touchdowns all season. The right tackle can't block me. Me actually could, but you understand the point. Levis can get can be a bit of a statue at times. Doesn't necessarily evade pressure very well. And then on the other side, and Jeffrey, I think you agree with this. On the other side, if I'm Kentucky, I'm I am doing everything in my power to take away the running game, whether it's Evans or Judkins or some combination thereof, and force I'm gonna force Jackson Dart to beat me, and if he if he can, then I'm gonna lose. No, I mean I think their game plan's gonna be very similar to what they did to Florida, which was they were motivated to make Anthony Richardson beat them from the pocket and beat them with his arm, and there were throws to be made, and he just he did not make them. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a little bit more faith that Jackson can make those throws. I also think the receivers are going to be more open than they are than they've been so far because I think that they're going to be so focused on taking away the run. And this is where, you know, Chase asked me last Saturday how concerned was I about the receiving core. And it really wasn't a cop-out. It's just kind of how I feel. I have felt through the first four games that Memphis, or back pardon them, Ole Miss has really focused on Jackson getting the reads down in the running game. Because I think this, I think they know that their best playmakers are their, their running backs. And so they, they need to get that right. And so I don't know if it's necessarily fair to the receivers because a lot of times it's kind of like the afterthought. And then when they do try to work on the passing game, sometimes it feels forced. I I think that it'll be more in the flow of the offense this week. And, you know, I also think that Ole Miss is going to probably have some wrinkles in the in the passing game and some stuff offensively that we haven't seen. And so and I honestly probably expect Kentucky to have the same. But I, I just I think through the nature of the season, we don't really know what Ole Miss is. Like, I think we all agree that we think they could be pretty good. They could also be middle of the pack, and I think this is the first time we're going to get a sense of what this team is. I agree with that completely. I think I think they're pretty good to really good, but I'd like to see them play an SEC team before I just invest my money in that, if you will. I mean, I yeah. It, by the way, I mean it's it's turned out Troy's better than we thought. And so, you know, that game in hindsight maybe isn't as frustrating as it was to to people after the game. Um, Central Arkansas was whatever it was. Uh, Ole Miss did what you're supposed to do to a team that's lifeless and is going to have their coach get fired. They absolutely dominated. They 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 took care of business, and the game was over immediately. And then last week they jumped up on a frisky opponent 
and then they let them come back, but they made more plays to win the game. And so, you know, to me, like, there are positives for Ole Miss. Sure. But I'm still in the category of I don't know. And I don't mean that, like, that's not even couching it saying, like, I don't really think this team's that good. No, it's... it's it means it, literally, like, I don't know. I mean, it's... A, you, y'all have heard this journalism lesson from me. I mean, sometimes the answer, like, when you're on a radio show or something and people ask you questions, are sometimes the answer is, I don't know. And that's not the best answer. And if you, if that becomes your constant answer, you're not going to stay on the air very long. But sometimes the answer is, I don't know. No, sometimes it's, I don't know, and then explain, like, what you're looking for. Yeah. And, like, what I'm looking for is, I want to see Ole Miss go up against a, a quality opponent. I mean, this say what you want about Kentucky's offensive line. Their defensive line is very physical. Hmm. Like, I want to see if Ole Miss, if the strength of this Ole Miss football team is this offensive line, prove it. Here's what one thing that to me is un, not debatable. Whoever wins this game wakes up on Sunday in a completely different sort of tier in college football. Like I think whoever wins this suddenly is on the radar, like respected. People talking about them as okay, they're on the list of teams that could make noise. They're on the they're on the list of teams to keep an eye on. And especially if it's Ole Miss, well, even if it's either way, I don't have Kentucky's schedule in front of me. But if it's Ole Miss, the way that the schedule shapes up at Vanderbilt, Auburn at home, I mean, you you get another twenty days or so to continue to improve, to continue to get guys healthy, to continue to diversify what you're doing offensively, to get ready for that road swing at the end of the month, where all of those games are essentially, for lack of a better word, playoff games. And if you're Kentucky, um, you you would be two and zero in the SEC. Carolina State, Tennessee. Yeah, year. I was going to say. I mean, the the truth is, the winner of this game becomes a part of the national conversation because, you know, if it's Ole Miss, then okay, go take care of Vanderbilt, uh, Auburn. You know, what will Hart? Are you going to be the team that that fires Harson, or is he going to already be gone at that point? I mean, I can't think of a better opportunity against Auburn for Ole Miss in a long time. And, and read me, read me Kentucky's again, because like, they go home. This will be two they get, SEC they get road home games against South Carolina. They'll yeah. be favored. That's a win. Home against State. Home that, against Mississippi State. At that's Tennessee. a win. And they go at Tennessee a week after Tennessee plays Bama. Yes. So Tennessee's going to that, and that game could feel like you know that game could feel like when in 2014 when Ole Miss played Auburn, like that game could feel like even if each team has a loss, like it's the it's the knockout game. Kentucky yeah. has three Super Bowls that dictate its season, Georgia, Tennessee, and Ole Miss, and mm-hmm. this is the first one. Because, frankly, they will be heavily favored in every other game. It's Missouri, South Carolina. Well, I guess they have State. State could beat them. But Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Louisville. I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm telling I mean, this is This deal's big Saturday. I mean, because the winner is just in a great spot for a while, assuming that they can stay quasi-healthy. Well, and not have the not have like the stupid slip up. Yeah, you know, I mean, like if you're Kentucky, like you can't lose to South Carolina. If you're Ole Miss, you can't lose to Vander or not, not Auburn. Just Vanderbilt, you can't lose to Auburn. But like, yeah, you can't have like the the stupid slip up. Yeah, I, I don't. Here's the thing, and it's why the fifteen and three stat, which I've had people talk about now, and the fifteen and three stat, it, what is. What it tells me is that these are two programs that are run by guys who are able to get their teams to answer the bell. 
I mean, Kentucky has lost to. Um, so they lost a nut. They lost that nutty game to Tennessee last year. They've lost to Mississippi State on the road, and they lost to Georgia. That's it. At Georgia, that's it. In the last eighteen games, Ole Miss has lost to uh, at Alabama, Auburn, at Auburn, Auburn and, and Baylor without without Matt Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. That's it. Tells you that these are coaches that they're not. I mean, no offense, Hugh, if you're listening, they're not way up, way down, way up, way down. They're they're pretty steady. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, like to me, like that's that that is. You know, this is these are two programs that have been very similar in the last, you know, three years. <laughs> We're looking way ahead, but like that October twenty second date. I don't know the rest of the SEC slate. I think it's I think it's pretty nutty. That's the week. No, that's the week where there's like nothing. It's that LSU, Ole Miss. Oh, that's right. It's two thirty probably because there's nothing else hardly. The other one is so, Kentucky, Tennessee, want, right? It, no, they're All the right, twenty ninth. Uh, okay, that okay. It's Alabama. No. Yeah, no, Ole Miss no. LSU's got 230 just written all over it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So the SEC schedule that week is Mississippi State at Alabama. So Alabama, Tennessee is the week before that. Yeah. Alabama, then it's okay. UT Martin at Tennessee. Yeah. Ole Miss at LSU. A&M at South Carolina and Vandy at Missouri. So, I mean, it's shaping up for Ole Miss at LSU to be the 230 game with an outside shot of it being Mississippi State and Alabama. Correct. Yeah. And Mississippi State would 
they'd have to do some winning. Mississippi State. Or it just that- have to be a situation where CBS is like, eh, just give me Alabama. Yeah, they would have just had them the week before because they're going to take Tennessee out. Because that's always stopped them. <laughs> They've, yeah, I mean, here's their deal. It's, and I don't blame them. I, I, well, especially think about this, though. This is a year where they're probably not going to care about having the Iron Bowl. So, like, it used to be in a, in some of these years, they have to kind of worry about, like, Jeffrey, All right, uh. on behalf of WNSP, you're fired. <laughs> yes, of course. That's enough right there. That's, that's literally was one of the things that got me done. CBS so, on the, might not care on the, the Monday Bowl. that I said that the ULM game was losable, on that Monday, CBS had a doubleheader that for the next Saturday, right? Sure. And so, on that Monday, they had to announce what they were taking, and they took. Tennessee, Kentucky, because that was the Tim Couch year. And they took Florida, Florida State in Gainesville. CBS went, nah, we're good without the Iron Bowl. We don't need it. And I just pointed out that. No, no, that wasn't the Tim Couch. It was year. Andre was Woodson. The, what's his name? Uh, oh, Woodson. God, Andre Woodson. Woodson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so, was, yeah. that was him. It all runs together. But it was Tennessee, Kentucky. And all I said was, can, we, can we just this one year? This one year, can we just admit that this is a big game in Alabama and nowhere else? Can we just say that out loud? And that was just sacrilege. You just could, no, you can't say that. It has to be the big game nationally, even when it's not. Yeah, and I mean, to me though, like I don't even, I don't even feel like Alabama people would get that offended by that this year. No, not this year. And Auburn, because, and Auburn people would be thankful it wasn't on CBS. Correct. You pick state to win. Is that more indicative of A and M or state? It's more indicative of what the hell we got the ranked team as okay. a as an underdog here. What, what what am I missing here? Okay, I think Vegas saw the same thing I saw. I think they. Well, saw- I mean that's the other thing. I don't think. Did y'all feel any better about Max Johnson? I mean, I no. felt like I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they scored they one touchdown on a passing a, game. Their passing game is throwing it to their running backs, and now they're down one. He had a decent third quarter passing the football. His, Even like the touchdown pass in the first half, like that was like ninety percent luck. It was more than ninety. The ball just got thrown up in the air, and because it was so severely underthrown, the wide receiver fell down. Well, and, I mean. And the DC Neal, sometimes sometimes really good quarterbacks know that like that's that's a real throw behind fade. Yeah. The wide receiver falls down and the DB in an attempt to not interfere just kind of takes his takes himself out of the play because he sees the wide receiver fall down in front of him. He right. didn't even if he looks back, it's a pick. But he didn't because he just assumed when the receiver fell down that he wasn't a target, which is a fair assumption to make. I mean, that was just such a fortunate play. And then they get a they get a defensive touchdown. No, Johnson didn't do anything. And then late in the game, and I, I admit. Again, I go. This is where I go. Johnson. This is where I go back. Not to interrupt you. This is where I go back to. For Pittman, this is going to be a lesson learned game moving forward in his career. They got away from what they did, and I think if they just march it in and score right there, I think they win. My biggest problem with Max Johnson is I just still cannot get the UCLA whirly bird behind the back throw out of my mind. Like I can't unsee it. Oh, when he was at LSU? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I just think he's a very average quarterback on a good day. I, I mean, I think he's a pretty good athlete. And, and yeah, I, sure. I, I think at times he's, I don't know, like to me, he, like, he just reminds me of like, 
if he's your guy, I don't think he brings you to your ceiling. It's why I, I keep coming back to when I look at Ole Miss and I, I'm I'm telling myself don't do this because you're 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 just trying to put money in your pocket with hey if this season goes great 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 um if they can beat Kentucky I I don't think they're losing to A and M even I mean now they could lose at LSU because I've just seen it I've seen it and I've seen Brian Kelly coach I think Brian Kelly's a really good coach. They're starting to figure some things out. I think that game at LSU is going to be a, a war. But A&M? Well, and Brian Kelly started to do the thing that we, we've seen historically at LSU. When you, get, when you get some of the kids out that aren't bought in, and then you just rely on the kids that are bought in, like that's kind of when LSU starts to figure things out. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of what he's doing. And, um, and Daniels is a good player. He like is. He's, he's a. He's a. I think he's kind of a mercurial guy, but he's a good player. And more and more, they're starting to just ask him to do what he's good at. Correct. And and like I know it was New Mexico. I get it. But they dismantled New Mexico in a way that good teams do to bad teams. And I think you sometimes kind of have to start looking at them and go, they might be figuring it out a little bit piece by piece. And so that game on the 22nd could be fascinating because that place would be jumping if Ole Miss came well, in there. And it's turning out that loss against L or the loss against Florida state while like LSU made some like horrific mistakes. Like it's not like it's losing to four and eight Florida state. Mm-hmm. Last thing. Cause I know you got to go here in a minute. Uh, you and I were the two that laid the points with Alabama. Uh, I think both Brian I did. Did I? No. I meant to at least. No, you I did. did I did bad math. You did bad math. Really? I think you did fourteen. You had them covering. Uh, I didn't mean to. Okay, go ahead. I see a blowout in Fayetteville. I do. The only thing that gives me hesitation is Fayetteville. Like to me, this game reeks of Arkansas going to Athens last year, mm-hmm. and they were kind of running on fumes. And this game reeks of that to me. The difference is that game was at Athens. Like, Georgia was ready for that, and they just hammered them. My big question with Alabama is, are we sure Bill O'Brien is, like, good as an offensive coordinator? Well, I can tell you the people in Alabama are not sure. They want him gone. Because on one hand, I think it's fair to him to say, hey, when when you're running the passing game they do, which is a lot of, like, be in the right spot, it's kind of a precision game, you need someone to take the top off the defense, and they don't have that guy. That guy hasn't stepped up yet. And then he's got a bunch of younger receivers that aren't on the same page as Bryce. And so, on one hand, I don't know if that's necessarily his fault. On the other hand, I don't know. Like, I think the offense was a lot better under Steve Sarkeesian. And is that... Is that circumstantial? Maybe. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, you, you I know, always thought Bill O'Brien was just kind of a, a meh offensive guy his entire career. Mike Griffith was on with us yesterday, and Mike's been around I'm sure this. sure he did not have any takes. He did not. No opinions. <laughs> Mike's been around this league a long time, and he, he, he was pretty adamant about Alabama just does not have the receivers that they've had in the past. I mean, they've had dudes at receiver for a while now. I mean, like, if you think about last year, they didn't really start to click offensively until Jamison Williams became their number one guy, and he was the take-the-top-off-the-defense guy. Yeah. And 
you know, do they have that guy? I mean, I know they have the Louisville transfer that's like super fast, but you know, he wasn't even really that productive at Louisville. Now, is he? Would he be more productive with Bryce Young? Perhaps. Like, I can. I guess I can acknowledge that. I, I don't know. Like the the one thing that gives me hesitation is I'm not sure offensively if Alabama is that much better. But the one thing that I kind of fall back on is I don't know if it matters considering how banged up Arkansas secondary is. Like yeah. I think there's going to be plenty of yards to get. Yeah, I think, and I think Young gets those. That's the reason I think that Young gets those yards that Johnson couldn't get. Yes, I I, I agree with that. Hey, thanks for the time. As always, I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, boys. I'll talk to you all on Saturday. Later. That's Jeffrey Wright, as he always does each and every Thursday. Ben Mintz will join us tonight. I'll have a special uh, Oxford Exxon podcast at some point today. At least I'm planning to with Justin Rowland, who covers Kentucky for um, Cats Illustrated, which is part of the Rivals Network. Confused? No, I'm not okay. confused. I was just moving some things around. Okay. It's ma- making my screen a little more user-friendly. Okay. Yeah, that's all. You at least have a bigger screen um, than that's I do. She, that's what she said. Well, we've been discussing three versus six this morning. There's a lot of stuff. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, this, I could not do. You have a lot of room. I could not do all the things that I need to do without having a screen this size. You move stuff around. You can see it. I can't imagine doing like on a laptop. Sure. Um, I'm as intrigued, maybe more so after I was writing that this morning for Saturday from the standpoint that we know how talented Levis is. And there's a couple of different ways to look at it. When you look at his advanced numbers, they're fine. There's nothing that pops off the page. We watch him and we see it. There's an eye test. Sure. But then when you look at actually what the production is, it's it's fine. Uh, it, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, I had a stat where Kentucky gets pressured a lot. I mean, there are people in his face constantly. Their offensive line has done a bad job, and he has done a bad job. He's sixth in the country in the cause of his own pressure, mm-hmm. not getting rid of the football, not doing whatever it is he needs to do. 29% of the time, it's his fault when it, when he has pressure. Um, it's the thing that the NFL that that college fans don't understand. The ones that aren't NFL people, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who just watch college football and they really don't watch the NFL. Sure. If you talk to NFL people, and I have, I've talked to a couple this week about Levis. What they'll tell you is, we love his potential. Sure. Yeah. No doubt. It's he's there. got he's got all the arm talent. He's got the phys- He'll pass every physical test. He's athletic. He's very smart. Um, he's charismatic, teammates love him, all those things. Very bright. They think he'll score really high on like Wonderlicks and stuff like that. But that he they're like but when he plays average at the college level, the NFL doesn't really know whether to factor that in. Like, okay, is he playing with the type of talent that he would play with in the NFL? Is he just a work in progress? Is he young? They want to get him on a whiteboard and, and hey, show, show us what you see. They want to see what happens when he is protected. They're like, you know, in the NFL, even really good quarterbacks, if they're unprotected, their numbers fall off. So they're just watching. So even if he pl- has this average game on Saturday and people go, 
see, he sucks. It's like, no, you're that's way too way too rudimentary. Yeah, it, it's far more complicated than that. And I guess that's the point is that you look at it and you go, hey, is it just what he is as a 21, 22 year old, whatever he is, and that's what you're going to see Saturday? Or, hey, there's a breakout somewhere in there and you hope it's not Saturday if you're right. a miss where you kind of scratch your neck because, yeah, it's. He he does not his deep ball has not been very good. Um, there's lots of stuff about it you don't really like when you dig into the numbers. But what he does do well, and why Ole Miss they did not tackle Tulsa very well. Forget atmosphere and that stuff. They didn't tackle well. And he, the best part of his game is throwing passes eight to fifteen yards downfield and hitting receivers in stride where they can run with the football. He puts good velocity on it. He puts it in the right spot most of the time. He's really good with. Long short passes and short to middle intermediate passes, if that makes sense. And he 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 does a great job with that analytically to give receivers chances. Now receivers drop a lot of balls. Kentucky's had eight drops already this season. Ole Miss has had two by comparison. One of those is wide receiver. So there are lots of things they can do. But that the the, the Ole Miss's safeties, defensive backs they bring up, their linebackers tested run game and pass game more than they have been at any point this season. That's there's a middle of the Ole Miss defense that's a big-time key. Kentucky really focuses on the middle. He's got the arm strength to throw it down the, into the sidelines, but 67 70% of the passes are over the middle for the most part. They, they like hitting slots and crosses and things in space to allow them to run. Um, it is like because Neil said, you wanna, they want to bring this, the linebackers up. They yep. want to get somebody cheating and then hit that spot. That's their, that's their deal. He's – Really good on those throws. Yes. Uh, today at four o'clock, there will be a pre a premiere on um, MPW. It'll be then it'll be on YouTube all day. I strongly encourage you to watch it. Uh, it's about an hour and I don't know fifteen minutes. It's film from uh, last week's game between Ole Miss and Tulsa, and then film from Kentucky's win at Florida earlier this year. Pete Deweese breaks that down. Pete's pigskin preview. It's brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. You should check that out. You'll get to see a lot of what we're talking about with Levis. His a lot of his fundamental stuff with with ball security is very good. His fakes and things are very very good. He's good at getting linebackers and safeties eyes in the wrong place. He's good at those things. And then you'll see some of the protection issues that he's had to deal with this year. Like the flip side of this is there are people in the NFL who they worry a little bit about, like, Stroud, Bryce Young. Hey, are those guys benefiting from playing every week against inferior opponents? Mm-hmm. They don't think they are, but they worry about it. The talent level around them is better than the talent level they are facing. And typically they're playing teams every week that are inferior. Like, Bryce Young's going to play an inferior team on Saturday. Well, when you get to the NFL, you don't play many inferior teams. Pretty much, if you get to put on an NFL uniform, you're good. Every dude's a dude. Every dude is a dude. Watch Hard Knocks, and you realize how hard it is to make an average NFL team. There's not a drop-off. It's about execution and things like that. So it, it's it's really interesting. But I strongly encourage you to watch Pete's Pigskin Preview. I'll say this again. Listen does not have the same uh, We make impact. more money if you listen. Yeah. And so if you listen, thanks. But for your standpoint, if you want to be more prepared for what you're going to see, if you're into football and X's and O's and stuff like that, 
Uh, you should watch it again. It's brought to you by Walk-On Sp- Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them today in Oxford or Ridgeland. That'll be up at 4, uh, the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. Uh, this week it's kind of the Butcher versus the uh, – dance instructor because the spin instructor was sick so her sister filled in so we got a wrinkle on that show that premieres at six that's brought to you by lb's meat market 2008 university avenue in oxford all the freshest cuts beef chicken pork uh, house-made sausages uh, stuffed jalapenos the stuffed mushrooms so much stuff there at lb's and then we'll be uh, back this evening with hand raised guys at seven ben mintz will join and we'll take your calls after. It'll be Bingles night. Bingles doing the whiteout thing. Really? Yeah. Helmet too? Yeah, white helmet, white okay. white end zones. Saints I, wearing their black helmet in London this weekend. Oh. I'm really thankful for that. that get to not watch the black it. helmet. The game. But I'm going to turn the game on. Yeah. And I'm going to, my goal this week is going to be to have 10 thoughts done at noon. Oh, then you're. And then I just have golden. the player shows and it's a little more laid back. Yeah. We haven't hit it on it much, frankly, because it's fairly complex to go in depth. I don't know if you guys, especially in the middle of football season, want 45 minutes on it, but I see the Brett Favre stuff has actually hit complete national. The Athletic with a big story on it now. It, it's 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 bad. It's expanding from Anna Wolf locally has done one hell of a job, and now everybody's kind of picking up on 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 that. Um, and you're right, it is a really complex story. Yeah, there's it, there's there's a lot there. In a well, in a lot of different ways. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's there's tons of differences on morality, legality, at the you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so many different. Some laws are poorly written. I mean, it, it's a lot of stuff there. Um, some stuff got approval. Yeah, yeah. So the the blame game goes further than just Brett Favre lock him up. Well, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Nobody's defending him. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's he's guilty. No, like, yes. <laughs> don't don't misinterpret. He looks really bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, not what we're saying. No, there's his 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 legacy has taken a, an irredeemable hit. But he was not, he he did not have the ability to sign them for, those forms himself. I guess is what we're saying. He did not have the ability to cut those checks yeah, to approve whatever. So. Right. So when the money got to him, he didn't go in the middle of the night and take it out of the coffers somewhere. Yeah. And that's where the story gets a little complicated for the folks at Mississippi today. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a little. Yeah. So it's. And they've kind of avoided that part, and it's yeah. shit journalism. It is. you to, to act like that's not real. The next level. That's there. There's um, a name that's sitting right there, yeah. and it's there. It's not a common name. It is. And it got approved by someone with that name. And that keeps getting left out of the reporting. And that's a problem. And I have not read the athletic story yet. I'm literally just seeing it here in the the newsletter they sent out. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's the line tonight? Uh, Bengals minus four. Four. Okay. Yeah, Miami coming off of a brutal yeah, short Sunday week game. And a tough short game. week. That's not a good schedule maker there for Miami. No, that's... it's kind of a schedule loss. We'll see, though. Miami has looked some kind of good, and Cincinnati has not looked great. But now, look, the Bengals are a missed extra point 
and and just the one play from being three and zero right now, and people going, "Oh, here they go." I mean, it, it's the NFL. I mean, there's so many teams that are so close. Like the Raiders, are, I think are, they're winless, and and they could easily be undefeated. Just the NFL so far this season has been awesome. There is so much parity. It has. Yeah, it's the ultimate. Just get in the damn thing and figure it out. You got a shot. Everybody, everybody has a flaw. Yeah, good players still going to yeah. win. Yeah, sure, but it's right there. Aaron Judge hit sixty-one last night. Did you see it? Hit sixty-one, bright tying sixty-one. Sixty-one years after Marius did it. All there's about a bunch of sixty-ones. It's very. There's a lot. I saw it. I saw the two guys. I had a chance to catch it and dropped it. Um, that was only worth two million dollars, guys. Don't worry, it's fine. It's fine. The guy knew it too. He knew right oh, away. Oh, he he was just just devastated. Oh, I mean. Fell, fell, fell over. I mean, it was, it was actually really funny. <sighs> Roger Maris Jr. came out and said that uh, he did. the this that he views if Judge hit sixty two, he views Judge as the all time home run king. Home run king for a single season. Was asked if he viewed the others as illegitimate, and he said, "Yeah, I think most people do." Said he did. Interesting. I want to see how baseball handles this. Well, because the networks are trying to play the middle. We're not calling him the home run king, but we're breaking into every coverage to make sure you see him put up the seventh best season in, in MLB history. I mean, don't, don't you think from a marketing standpoint? And they get a little bell out because they go, oh, American League. It's like, oh, quit. Like, don't you think they'd get a they'd get a, a little bit more hit here if Major League Baseball came out and said, we're going to put asterisks on the other numbers. This is, if he hits 62, he is the new single season champ. Now you have to go to Aaron Judge's people and go, listen, listen, is there any chance at all that he's taking something? Yeah. I, I got to know now. I'm not even punishing you. Not yet. I, we don't care, <laughs> but I got to know. <laughs> Before we go all in, is there any chance? Because in 2028, they come out and go, you know what? That is Locker. Okay. Aaron Judge, yeah. And he doesn't seem like the type. Well, he hasn't had the body transformation that Bonds did. Or Sosa. Yeah. Or McGuire. Or McGuire. Come on. McGuire was skinny, and all of a sudden he's Hulk. Bonds was a 40-40 guy. Sammy Sosa's first hit as a Cub was a triple to right field, and dude was flying around the bases. Oh, yeah, his rookie card, he is rail thin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His rookie card is so thin. He was a guy that got to the bigs on athleticism. Mm -hmm. He was an athlete, man. I mean, that guy could fly. He was a guy that hit it into the gap and look out. You better hustle. And all of a sudden, he's this big, strong. I mean, come on. They, they've got a tough spot because you can't market it to the nth degree without saying that it is a more substantial record than it currently is. If he's clean, it's a, it's big, it's, it's huge in a season where I was watching, I was reading about this the other day. Yeah. The ball has been, uh, unjuiced. Yeah. It's been deadened. Deadened was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, Opposite field home runs are down like 30-some-odd percent. Pull side home runs are down almost a quarter. Ball's not traveling like it used to. 
He hit 61 and probably will break the record in that kind of year. And he's right-handed, so he's not taking advantage a lot of that right field porch at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Because left-handers have a certain advantage. Sure, of course. That's the reason they pay a lot of money for left-hand pull hitters. And they should with the new analytics. Anything about that? Yeah. At a time when all all these pitchers are I mean, these bullpens, every every team has a bullpen full of guys that throw a hundred. The Oxford Exxon podcast is brought to you by the College Corner. The College Corner is your one stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell in um, Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. You can also visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into uh, bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Ridgeland or Oxford today. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from work to uh, lifestyle to nightlife. Everything is uh, right there at the Rogue from all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band Friday, October the 14th for the Square Jams after party. Come watch the uh, Ole Miss basketball team on Friday night on the Oxford Square. And then uh, head over to the Lyric and join the folks from Blue Delta with the world's most powerful 90s country party band. Ticket packages are on sale now. Some tickets include jeans, some don't. But all include admission to the concert and an open bar to book. Just DM Blue Delta on their socials. Or visit BlueDeltaJeans.com slash afterparty and they'll see you there. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at A-Stock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. Uh, A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're looking to diversify, if you're looking to leave the corporate rat race, gain control of your income and schedule, MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, your boss, your pay, you feel stuck, Andy Ludecki can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. And we're brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. in Mississippi. In fact, under the highest standards, if you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medication, they typically cause some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated prescription supports, one of the many products uh, from there that people like me have been trying. 
makes a big difference, helps you stay more compliant taking your medication, eliminates those side effects, helps you stay healthier over the long term. Solutions Rx is available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi, and on their website, solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Receive 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi, is the place to go if you want to custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors, and Hawkeye Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available. There's free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. 662-226-2233 or go to hawkehambuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. And it's tailgating time. Uh, lots of games still left on the Ole Miss schedule. And you can uh, set up your tailgating with the people at 7 South Tailgating. Once you do that, you'll never want to tailgate without them again. 7SouthTailgating.com. They've got single-game, multi-game packages. They have availability for any and all services and game selection. So get in touch with them regardless of your budget, your party size, your number of games needed. They can accommodate you. Again, it's 7SouthTailgating.com. The uh, the Mets took a one game lead on the Braves in that the sucks. NL East. Um, both teams went into extra innings with inferior opponents last night. Mets knocking off the Marlins in extra innings. Nash- Nationals walking off the Braves in extra innings last night. Cubs beat the Phillies again, helping the Brewers. Right? Uh, is it helping the Brewers for what? From a wall card standpoint? Yeah. Okay. I- I mean, I'm I'm totally against this idea of helping the Brewers. The wild card right now is Atlanta is definitely in. They're 13 up. Uh, the Padres have a two-and-a-half game lead. The Phillies are also in, and the Brewers are half a game out. Okay. So, Brewers half a game ahead – half a game behind the Phillies, sorry. So, the Cubs – Padres are basically in. The Cubs help the Brewers get close. That is correct. It is – and those, those are the only teams left. The Giants are six-and-a-half out. They, yeah. They can't catch. No. So we're talking Phillies or Brewers, Padres, and then the Braves have the top spot in the wild card clinched at this point. Again, one game behind the Braves. I mean, the Mets at this point. Who's the American League MVP? Is it Otani or Judge? It's it's Judge. I would vote for Judge. Would you? I mean, look, you can convince me. It, it, it's the hard. It should be the hardest vote maybe ever. I, I, there is no wrong answer, which made me just spit out an answer. Because Aaron Judge, I don't know, is maybe he's fallen off in the last few days during all this thing. He's, he's he could still win the triple crown. That's what I'm saying. He had a he had a chance to win the triple crown and the slash triple crown. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, you do that, but look at Otani's pitching numbers. I get it. I, again, what, what do we do? I mean, Otani's I mean, like leading the Angels in every category. I, I know, but. What do you do? I mean, so you're saying you'd vote for Otani? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, I'm probably going to do like my postseason awards as one of my thoughts for 10 thoughts because it's easy and I can do it before the game on Saturday. And I don't know who I would make my American League MVP. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. There. My vote doesn't count and I'm, 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 I'm nervous about it. The Braves and Mets start a three-game set in Atlanta on Friday. Oh, well, there you go. That'll be fun. And they're both in. They're both in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. There's a weird schedule quirk, and I saw it. Let me try to find this just real quick. Um, I saw it on Twitter this morning, and I don't know why. I wish he'd actually 
explain the reasoning for this. But let me find it. Hold on. He goes, interesting. This is David Branson on Twitter. Guy I follow. He's kind of a Braves fan, but he has a lot of just random facts that are pretty cool. Okay. And he says, interesting thing for numbers nerds. Normally, the magic number for clinching in a division is 163. First place wins minus second place losses. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But with the new tiebreakers the way they are, the Mets' magic number is five instead of six. If they win only one game against the Braves and sweep the Nats, they win the division. So they have three against Atlanta and then three versus Washington. The season goes into the week. Yes. So the Braves could win two out of three against the Mets, take a one-game lead, or tie. They would tie both sweep, but the Mets would just win the division. Because they don't play a tiebreaker game. Correct. Because they're both in the playoffs. Yes. So the Mets can win the division, losing the series to Atlanta and tying the Braves on the season. So big advantage to the Mets here because the Braves have to pick up two games out of the next six, not one. I just want the Mets to lose. You just need them out wherever. I just want them to lose. But the problem is if Milwaukee's going to get in and St. Louis gets in, I'm probably going to have to cheer for the Mets at some point. Yes. Just because they're going to play. Because the Braves will be waiting on whomever, whatever. Yeah. I don't hate the format. It just makes it where it's... It's kept more teams in it. It's kept more teams in it. Which is good. Which is good. it's, It's... It's made the playoffs... It's not perfect, but it's fine. It's made the playoffs a bit more of a battle of attrition which i'm not crazy about but it is what it is oh you mean just getting through them well you just play so many playoff games that an injury in the playoffs becomes more likely mm-hmm. and that in, that's more impactful but i don't have a problem with the team just getting super hot and winning it like it happened with atlanta last year it was fun your al wild cards the Blue Jays the, the Blue Jays are two up so they're in good shape and then the Rays and the Mar- the Rays have a half game over the Mariners, and the Mariners have a four-and-a-half game lead on the Orioles. Yeah. So Orioles are out. Barring anything crazy, it's Jays, Rays, Mariners, as long as hell doesn't break yeah. loose. And the Mariners Mariners have fallen off since Julio Rodriguez got hurt. Yeah, which changes their whole. Yeah, really stops them from being a threat. Tr- truly a threat. Yeah, but they can get in. Which for them would be great because they've, they've been bad for a long time. Just getting in. That's still Scott Service there, right? It is. Manager, yeah. yeah. How about and, that? and this probably this format saves his job, probably. Probably so. Keeps him around for a little bit. They have a plus sixty four run differential in the year. No, they were fun to watch for a long time until they had the injuries. The Orioles right now, their run differential is zero. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? Zero. That's that that, that is currently where they are. They sold at the deadline and stayed in. Yeah. Kudos to them. They have a good they young did the team. Right thing. That young catcher. Uh, Atley Rashman. Yeah, stud. The Dodgers run differential. It's like plus seven gazillion. 322. It's unbelievable. 322. Think about that. that. On average, winning every game by two runs in the major leagues. 322. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. <laughs> They're so talented. They're 107 and 48. One. The Padres have won 86 games with some games to go. Like, they're not bad. No, they're going to be a 90 win team. And they're going to be 21 out. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Absurd. It's been over for. What do you do if you're the Padres with Fernando Tatis? Well, I mean, the Braves and Mets are going to win 100 plus and be a wild card. Yeah. 
Oh, both really good teams. I mean, the baseball playoffs would be real. What's what's St. Louis's record? Ninety and whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. To your answer, I, I just sitting there. I mean, do you trade him? Am I going to take him? Somebody would take him. Might not get value on the dollar, but you got to start thinking about long term. Don't you have to get value? Don't you have so. to keep him if you don't get value? Because then, what are you doing? It's got the chance because the, they have a new labor agreement, and a lot of times the first winter after a new labor agreement is wild. Mm-hmm. Throw in the Otani stuff, the Trout stuff. It's got a chance to be a crazy off season in Major League Baseball, and by, and frankly, they need it to be. They need a hot stove season because that's we're going to have NFL coming down the stretch, college football coming down the stretch. The NBA will be going, NHL will be going, and then I know people will scoff at this, the World Cup will be going. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will watch the World Cup. Oh, look, it's a thing. And so you've got all this stuff happening, and if you don't have something that's that's newsworthy and buzzworthy, you could have winter meetings and nobody know that you had them. Kind of an interesting ESPN story as we close on the uh, the six quarterback receiver college duos that are paying off in the NFL. Talking about chemistry of guys that have been together so long because they were in college together. Okay, Burrow and Chase. Uh, Burrow and Chase. Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown. Uh huh. Um, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, even though they didn't play together, are were super tight in yeah. college. Like. Hertz came over to Oxford a lot. He did, yeah. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Yeah. And Tua Tungvaloa and Jalen Waddle. Waddle's a beast. Quite good. And that, I mean, kind of full circle a little on something we talked about a little while ago. There's no Waddle on the Alabama team right now. No, no, no. There's not that guy. They had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and those guys together. They had one more, too. Well, yeah. I guess it had been Mechie as a junior or yeah. sophomore. Yeah, they had Mechie last year with, with yeah. uh, what's-his-face. They don't have those guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, if they can't find that, they're going to lose one of these road games. Oh, they're much more fallible than yeah, they're gettable. than past seasons, for sure. All right, man, I, I've got that thing in Knoxville in a couple weeks circled. You're, you're. I just see that. I, you've been in that place when it's yeah. crazy. It will be bonkers. Yeah. Because who does Tennessee? Then who do they have next week? Mm, give me a second. Because I think they're off this week. Tennessee is off yeah, this week. Tennessee's off this week. Uh, LSU. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, LSU. they go to LSU. That's right. I think I think they're going to win down there. Eleven a.m. I know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not to get in. I don't make everybody angry but this this i was talking to someone yesterday who would absolutely know and this 11 a.m thing's about to get real four four of their next five games lsu alabama kentucky georgia tennessee's four of their next that's a gauntlet at lsu alabama at home kentucky at home at georgia Ooh, yeah get through it bad boys and there you go there you go hey i mean well, three and one, and you're three and three and one at the end of that stretch, and you're a contender. You're in good shape, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, all right, appreciate Jeffrey today uh, again. Full slate of different shows throughout today, and then back with Henry's guys tonight. Ben Mintz will join for that one in hour number one, and then we'll take your calls. Kind of 
with you guys how long we hang around for that because we're sort of low energy by Thursday night. So it's up to you for hand raised guys here in a little bit. So again, thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks to you guys in the stream. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.